When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwind. Join today, as always, on these nice... Well, right now, it's not like a Thursday. It's Thursday night. It is late where I am at. I am old. I am groggy. I am joined, however, by Aaron Larsoul. How are you doing, bud? I'm well. It's been a long day, uh, hence why we are recording at night, as opposed to our usual morning uh, extravaganza. And it is still miserably hot here, as I'm I'm sure it is where you I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I I don't want to hear it. Yeah, not even a little uh, bit. But uh, otherwise, I'm good. Thank you for asking. I uh, do you want to tell people why it was a long day? I think this was this will score you some points. Well, um, yeah, my sister, uh, my sister who has moved back um, to Los Angeles uh, and her her boyfriend, they are moving. We started moving today, so. I spent the first oh, maybe six hours of the day moving, and then uh, mom and pops are in town. They they came to town this afternoon, so then I cooked for um, mom, pops, my sister, her boyfriend, uh, my niece, my nephew, my brother's wife, my brother. If I didn't mention him, so yeah, uh, a lot of moving, and then and then uh, scurrying back to my place to. Uh, to make a, a little feast to bring over to my brother's place. So would you cook? I did a shrimp boil, low country shrimp boil. So shrimp and, and I cook uh, shrimp tonight too. I didn't boil it. And, shrimp I and shrimp it. and crab, uh, crab legs and, uh, some lobster tail, potatoes, corn. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have a hot take. Oh, I think oh, I, okay. I, I think this is going to be a hot take. Okay. My favorite shrimp is, or my favorite crab is Dungeness, not king i prefer Dungeness. interesting um i don't eat i don't i don't eat it shrimp and uh and raw tuna raw ahi tuna are the only two things i eat out of the water i like cooking, well, that's gonna I like cooking them i like cooking seafood but i don't i don't eat it so shrimp is tough i like i've been so i have i as you know and as everybody like listening and watching knows uh, I have been dabbling a lot more with cooking recently. Yep. yep. And uh, to reasonable land... success. I don't know about yeah, that. It's, Benny. It's... I don't know about that. Benny Hanna, you posted the other day, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> uh, but Hanna, like not Benny the, the, the land animals, I think I have down pretty well. 
Yeah, you usually look like, I mean, when I see your your steak, you, it, so here's the thing. And mm-hmm. here I am, like, I'm fucking Gordon Ramsay over here. But yeah. um, You well, better actually, say this in a British accent. <laughs> it's raw. So your steak looks, the temperature looks well cooked. Uh, you, you generally cook it to the correct temperature. I need a harder sear on it from you, but the you know the 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 medium rare you seem to do a pretty good job of getting it medium rare so i think you're doing well with the uh, the land animals with the 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 turf part of the surf and turf yeah well the 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 turf part is uh tricky turf tends to cook so much faster you're and i always cook you're talking about the surf or yeah 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 surf yeah. surf cooks so much faster yep and i cook at high temperatures so yeah. um it is very volatile, uh, volatile, volatile, whatever you want to say it like that stuff can be just overcooked in a second and it can, and it can, and it can taste what it can, it can come across as rubbery. Yep. It just like, it can just like ruin stuff outright. Um, and you know, I've gotten better. Shrimp is a little easier. Scallops to me are the ones that like, fortunately I'm the only person in my family who likes scallops. So like as I cook them, I feel like I'm not ruining them for anybody. But just, just like there's yourself. Yeah, right. Like I can and, and if like they're undercooked, I'm I'm the only person who's uh, uh, <laughs> who's uh, at risk. Well, actually, I think I was going to say I'll uh, I was going to I'll teach you when I come there, but I think you're going to be here uh before In I'm month. there. So, yeah, yeah. So, I'll I'll, I'll teach you. I get um, scallops, I'll teach. You. I don't eat them, but I can cook them. Yeah, so so that's that's uh that's fun. Anyway, today um uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Jared Vanderbilt. We're okay. going to be talking about Jalen Brown. Okay. And by extension, maybe a little bit of Anthony Davis. We'll see. Okay. Um, and then we're going to introduce America's next favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. What are we playing? It's called, it's called white people stuff. Oh, <laughs> in which I'm going to be throwing out stuff at you. Okay. And then you, and as over the course of the game, Mm-hmm. Stuff will come to your mind that you will surprise me with whatever that is being. White how did stuff. we start? I mean, I, this is something I've said or, or I've called mm-hmm. activities, this sort of thing for, yeah. for many, many, many years. And actually, I have a friend who is a very well-known uh, uh, comedian, and he has now uh, incorporated it into his stand-up act every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> which is fun so i did yeah i don't know how this came up on the show some weeks ago but this is something i've i've said i don't even know where i got it but this is something i've said for for many years at this point uh i just it it, it fast all right here's here's actually where the game came from okay because like most of the stuff that you have said doesn't really surprise me okay. but when you said that marvel is white people stuff yeah, that knocked me stuff. off my chair yeah that's why and, and so like at that point i started wondering all right like what what is it that I have enjoyed my entire life that you're allowed to I'm enjoy finding out people stuff? Well, no, I'm not saying I'm not, but like, like I, I, what, if, what is it that I've enjoyed my entire life that like, a, you know, cause I, I, you know, I've, I have a lot of people in my life, a lot of, uh, black friends and, and black teammates and stuff like that, that like I was into stuff and enjoyed stuff around them that they were like, that I, I'm like questioning myself now, like, oh shit. They weren't into that. They did not like that at all. So <laughs> oh, there you go. So so like I I, I need go. to know like what's I need to know. Go. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll give you the primer for whatever you throw at me. All right. For your all right. Future black friends. 
<laughs> and teammates maybe you have black teammates for something i don't know some like old no men's one, league softball something never never again beer league and softball something like the that. teammate the teammate thing is like you are my last teammate i think <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough i don't know um, i don't know I, I would imagine those uh those brothers in Texas, we, this is a thing we've, I've been telling you for a couple of weeks now that those brothers in Texas are is a different breed. So yeah, hey, maybe, maybe you can, you can probably play some softball with that. Let's play some beer league softball. With you. It's going to be nothing. Softball McCoy, is nothing fun. Lights, but so- softball is softball. fun. No, it's not. Um, it is. Not. It is. It softball, is. Okay. Here, here, we'll start the game now. Soft people, softball is my people's <laughs> shit. We just started. <laughs> softball isn't fun. All right. Well, if you enjoyed that. We are, that's that's I'll later. We'll talk. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk about that at the second half of the show. Okay. Or not the second half, but like the the the, the last back segment end. of the show. Back end. All right. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I want to talk about Jared Vanderbilt. Um, okay. And he's been the subject of a lot of conversation recently. I, I've felt like since the offseason has basically come to its fruition. Um, I've had a few mailbag questions asked about him. And... Uh, he's interesting because he has a defensive skill set that the Lakers desperately need. You know, he's the Lakers' best perimeter defender, I think, as it stands right now. Um, he's the best point of attack uh, Lakers perimeter defender. He's not as good chasing. Yeah, that's true. Well, like one on one, just this. Well, but like it's not like the Lakers have very many chaser defenders on their roster. It's like Austin. No, but he gets. But but once you just lump it in as perimeter, that eliminates a big part of perimeter defense um and he's just seen as a very very good perimeter defender and that is somewhat true he has one very elite skill um that he's just an a or a plus at the other part of it and it's kind of matchup dependent it's it's who he's asked to guard um right like there's a difference between they play the same position and they're both incredible offensive players but there's a difference in guarding john moran and steph curry right yeah Um, they're both point guards but Jaw's not going to be running around, going off screens, you know, putting you through the ring without the ball. Correct. And so mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is an A or A plus. Jared's an A or A plus guarding those kind of guys. Um, he's still great, like just standing in front of Steph Curry, but the other parts of it, um, he's not so good at. But I do, I agree with you. He is the Lakers on balance. He is the Lakers' best perimeter defender. Yeah, like like even given what you're just what you just said, even given that disclaimer, I still think he's the Lakers' best perimeter defender in in, in totality. But um, but he's also so bad offensively that uh, it 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 brings into question already. what what's that? You hear me sigh very deeply already. Yeah, I know. Do do you want to get some unnamed? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, because but, I think that's oh, well. Go ahead. Yeah, finish. Finish. Your well, mind. well. So, like, I, um, maybe bad is the word is is not the word for it. Limited. Can I say limited? He's so limited offensively yeah. that uh, it in the playoffs made him unplayable. 
even given what he was uh, what he was trying to do defensively so, and so what I'm he's asking you defensively. So I'm sighing again, and I think, yeah. Well, so well I, if I could, if yeah, I could just like now the second time, I'll finish. Yeah, yeah actually, let yeah. me. So like the conversation about him recently is his role within this roster, and the way that I summed it up when I talked about him in a mailbag episode was that um, his skill set is very important. The Lakers. Uh, as currently constructed, there is not very much replication of that skill set. No, um, a, a little bit with Torian Prince, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, but but like I, uh, even with Torian though, like I feel like um, if the game gets even a little physical, I feel like he doesn't like that very much. I think Vanderbilt uh, relishes physicality a little bit more, maybe even too much. Like he, he, he. He enjoys getting screened too much. Is the problem? <laughs> like he sees the screen. He's like, "Oh hell yeah!" Like he goes full uh, X Men guy. That the whose whose name I'm people, I'm that's for. Why people, that's why people shit. I don't. All right. Well, all right. That's gonna come up later. But anyway, um, but yeah, I um, I landed on with Vanderbilt that he will and should get an opportunity at the beginning of the year to play a big role in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But if his offense hasn't taken a tangible step forward from the last time we saw him in on this roster where there is so much wing depth, he might fall out of the rotation because defenses can so easily scheme him out of the game with how limited it, how limited he is offensively. So that's where I wind up. Okay. And I think that's generally like the consensus among the, among other people who are creating content and, and talking about the, uh, about the Lakers and in, in the way that we do, mm-hmm. um, where do you land on him? And where did the, so, let's, let's actually start here. Where'd the size come from? The size came from, you're not wrong. I just think it's, not entirely fair because it's lacking in context. Okay. Um, Jared has limitations offensively. Um, and I think it's going to be a real question about whether he starts or not. Um, starts. Yeah. Here's why I, Where I see the argument both way. I don't, I, I, I personally would start Rui. Um, but I think there is, I think there is an argument. I think there is a credible argument to start up. Now, look, what you're saying about the playoffs is right. I'll get to the context in a second why I think it's not entirely his fault or not entirely fair. But mm-hmm. as the playoffs went on in each individual series and then series by series, he played less and less and less. Yeah. Um, and that is partially because the Lakers had him standing in the corner and nobody cared about him shooting jumpers uh, in the corner. So then he didn't really have a function offensively. Um, I think that's part of it. The other part of it though, is there wasn't really the matchup for him. Um, As I said, like I would just kind of pulled these dudes out as kind of different archetype players as at point guard. Um, But jaw and Steph, I just kind of pulled them as two different archetypes, but it's meaningful insofar as I think it was illustrative of kind of his strengths and weaknesses as a defensive player. And the further the Lakers went in the playoffs, there was, there wasn't somebody for him to guard so much, right? Like jaw, yeah. he's good on jaw, right? He can stand in front of him. Jaw's not going to do much off the ball. 
you're not worried about him as a shooter so much. And then against the Warriors, there wasn't really anybody for him to guard. Um, started with Steph, and he wasn't good. He's not great guard. I mean, look, nobody can guard Steph. But for all the things that Vando does well, that was not one of them. And so if you have that, and then there's the offensive limitations, then the utility um, drops significantly. Um, and then uh, and then in the Denver series, uh, uh, Jamal Murray is more similar to Steph. He's like, nobody's Steph, but he's more similar to Steph than he is to Ja, right? Like he's good. Yeah, he can, he can, he, can shoot. he can harm you as a shooter. He can harm you off the ball, especially with Jokic as a passer throwing the ball all over the place. Um, then we'll run some actions for, for Jamal Murray off the ball um, and handoffs with Jokic and all kinds of stuff. So that doesn't speak to his, to Vanderbilt's defensive strengths. Um, and if you don't have like the guy for him to guard, and then there's the problems offensively, that's why he got a DNP. The last game of the Lakers season, Vanderbilt didn't play at all. Um, the reason I say it's kind of, I think it's more complicated is like, and it's matchup dependent, right? Like if he's not going to start, um, and again, I, I think I settled on Rui, but if he's not going to start, you're kind of, didn't missing... the Lakers settle on Rui when they gave him 17 mil a year? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily not. That's not. a lot to pay to somebody coming off of your bench. Sure. But I mean, I mean, Malik Beasley was making 16 million last year and didn't start all the time anywhere. Um, yeah. And what's Malik making now? Uh, yeah, sure. But like the point is that that is not the deciding factor. Like how much somebody, somebody's contract is not the deciding factor. But like the difference though, though is that like the Lakers didn't decide to make, to pay Malik Beasley that somebody mm -hmm. else gave him that contract. Sure. Fair. I, the but, Lakers okay, so gave Rui this contract. So here, but here's, here's the, again, I would start Rui. But the argument for starting Vando, and I think it's a decent one, um, is his, the, what does he do best? He does best like a one-on-one, -on -one, I'm going to guard that dude on the perimeter, right? And so if you're not going to deploy him against those guys, and those guys start because they're the best players on planet Earth, then I don't know really what you do with him. Um like, and it's not just about, I, I don't even think his best role is Steph and guarding Steph and Ja and Dame and Jamal Murray and all of that. Um, the Lakers are sort of forced into that because they don't have a great option otherwise, or they didn't have a great option otherwise last year because D'Lo's not going to guard those guys. So you have to kind of, unfortunately, find somebody else. And that often was Vando. Sometimes it was Austin. It became Austin in the Warrior Series after Vando couldn't do it or wasn't great at it. Um, so I think it's like, I think it's a, a team like construction lineup construction as a whole thing. But if it's not, if you're not going to have Vando guard Jason Tatum and Booker and BI, like all these wings, these like big wings, six, 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 eight, six, nine wings that initiate offense. Who's the other answer? Like that's what you need Vando for. You need him guarding Booker, KD, BI, um, Wiggins doesn't initiate that much. Uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown, who we'll talk about. Like, that's what you need Vando for. And those guys are starters. And I don't know who the answer is in the starting lineup if it's not Vando. Um, Rui's just plainly not good enough defensively to hang with those guys. 
LeBron has his moments, but I don't want LeBron no doing that for as much, you know, at, at you know my age, and also with the with the load that he has offensively. So I think that is kind of the argument for starting Vando. Now to get to his his offense, right? Um, well, really quick, yeah, go ahead. Um, the defense thing, like, is Reeves so far behind him as a defender? that you're willing to overlook the offensive issues. Well, here's the thing. And I want to get to the offensive issues. And then, and then, and then also like, I actually think, so right now it sounds like it's boiling and, and like positionally it is Rui versus Vando, but I weirdly, I actually think it's a, uh, a Vincent versus Vando thing because like, if you start D Yeah. You need Vando out there. Because there isn't the defender, the perimeter, there isn't enough perimeter defense out there to get you yeah, by. But even, if, but even if you start Gabe, even if Vincent starts, which fine, I, I suspect Dilo is going to start. But even if you start Vincent, you still have the Kawhi problem. You still have the Paul George problem. You still have the Jason Tatum problem, the Andrew Wiggins problem, the KD problem, the BI well, problem. Those those guys, I'm fine with Rui on. Uh, it's 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 okay. well. <laughs> not fine with like i don't i don't look forward to it you know i'm not i'm not gonna sit there and be like woohoo let's okay. <laughs> but um, again that's part yeah, of ahead. why you paid him 17 mil like 17 mil a year like you at some point you need to you need to test Rui and see what he can do there because like well, you aren't getting a proper return on him because like have the answer to that though Rui is well, Rui's a bucket getter and when it got difficult in the playoffs Rui guarded joker right like I don't mind Rui because he's a big body, physical, pretty good athlete. I don't mind him guarding up. Guarding wings, like the dudes that are initiating offense, that's not something Rui's great at. He just, like, we can all want him to be, but he isn't. Isn't, isn't, all right, so isn't there kind of an issue here when, all right, the three part of this. And by the way, I still might have been an outlier in the playoffs. I still am advocating for Rui to to start, by the way, but yes. But like the... I, so the Lakers paid a guy to essentially be a three and D wing. The three part of it might have been an outlier in the postseason, and the D part of it is hyper specific. So, like, at some point, you kind of want to. I, I, especially in the regular season, would like to throw him into the in, into the deep end and see what happens here. Well, again, it, I'm I'm advocating for him to start. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think Rui should should end up starting. My point is, I'm, I see the argument for why yeah. Vando was. Because if, yeah, if you're going to play Vando off the bench, you are taking the one thing we know he does incredibly well, and there isn't anybody else on the roster that does that thing anywhere yeah. near as well, and saying, like, mm, we don't need it today. Like, you're, 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 coming, off, you're coming off the bench. And, and, I mean, maybe the answer to that is uh, one of two things. Either whoever starts, whether it's Vando starting or Rui starting, it's a short shift, and the other one is the first guy in. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility too, right? Your your starter doesn't necessarily have to play like the first ten minutes of the game. Yeah, the offense thing, I think it's kind of a red, not a red herring. I think it is. It puts not enough responsibility on the collective. I think it's too specific to say that. Vando is the problem. It looks like Vando is the problem because he's not being guarded, right? He's standing in the corner and nobody's guarding him. And, you know, 
he's when he eventually shoots those threes, he's making 20% of them. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Vando is the problem, but I think it's more complicated than that. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Lakers Twitter breaking down a couple shots that he took in a highlight reel and being like, his shots fixed. I'm like, his no, knees I mean, are look, going inward. Look, it, look. <laughs> Look, yeah, his every, hand every, is still positioned like, in front of the ball. Every fucking egghead on Twitter is a shot doctor. Um, <laughs> like, what are you look, these dudes, about? these dudes, these dudes, like when they're playing against air, you're not gonna learn anything um, about them. You just, you just, you're not. You just are not going to learn anything about these dudes playing against air. And I just will not trust have, anybody on Twitter. Like this is where I will be. I, I will do the whole like real hoopers thing. <laughs> until I see you, until I see you shoot a jumper, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna listen to a single thing you say about shooting, because anybody who saw that clip and was like, "Vando's fixed," I'm like, "No, he's not." <laughs> well, I mean, hold on, maybe, maybe he is, no. but if he no. is, it's not, not because, based... yeah, it's no. not because you saw him <laughs> shooting jumpers in an empty gym. Every look here, I've, yeah, this played is also a fair, fair amount. I've played a fair amount against nba guys yeah. in my life and they are they're just different they're superheroes they're just different yeah every dude every i'd say they're avengers the but that's why people stuff apparently that is why so. people stuff yeah that is, that is why people stuff. <laughs> um every dude in the nba can stand at the nba three-point line in an empty gym and make eight out of ten yeah they're just it's all they've done their entire lives they are so good even a dude especially the second half of their lives like most recently all they do is that (laughs) a dude a a dude i i I think i've told this story before but i I went and played uh one of my really good friends still to this day joel prisbilla played for the blazers and was he he couldn't play in the nba now because that kind of player that archetype of player just doesn't exist in the nba anymore Mm -hmm. doesn't have he existed because of Shaq. He didn't have any skill. Um, he would set screens, elbow you in the mouth, block a bunch of shots. You know, catch all, get offensive rebounds, dunk. You know, he block a bunch of shots. I think he's. I think he's still the Blazers' all-time franchise leader in field goal percentage because he did nothing but pick and roll dunks, offensive rebound, like little baby jump hook. Mm-hmm. I literally have never seen him take a jump shot in an NBA game. Literally yeah. never. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even sure I've seen him dribble in an NBA game. So I go play him. Uh, one summer, go work out, go to work out with him, go to Milwaukee to work out with him and, you know, play against him. And, you know, but I've seen this dude in practice all the time. Right. And you see him in pregame doing whatever he, he could stand at the top of the key at NBA three, and make 20, 25 in a row. He literally never took a jump shot that I ever saw in yeah. the history of the NBA. So all of these dudes in an empty gym can they can all shoot it. I promise you. So well, Vando also, making shots especially, against nobody doesn't tell me anything. Especially if you're making a highlight reel where you can literally yeah, edit sure. out. Yeah, you're only using the ones yeah, that go in. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's, also, that's also a good point. Everybody looks good in the summer. But like to me, other like than, I just looked at... Devin Booker complaining about getting double teamed. We're working on our games here. To me, to me, I was, to me, I was laughing at like people breaking down his form and being like, see, the form is way better. And I'm like... Yeah, have you ever shot a ball? Everybody's Chip England now, all right? We're all just everybody's on Twitter is a shot doctor. Cool. Like, have you ever like have you ever played? Everybody's have a you scout. ever thrown a dart? Have you everybody's ever like everybody's a scout? Okay, played so, beer pong. So to so here's why I think that the Vando stuff is kind of lacking context. It looks like Vando is the problem, 
um, at when you see it because it is the one He's thing that's still a out. problem though. He is he becomes however playable or unplayable he was in the playoffs. Yeah, it's part of part of it's on him because he can't. He's not a shooter. Part of it's yeah. on him. But it's it becomes a problem. It becomes he becomes unplayable. However unplayable he was because nobody else was making him either. Like if mm-hmm. LeBron could shoot, if AD could shoot, then it's oh, then it's not a problem. So LeBron, go make some jumpers. LeBron made I, he made zero jumpers last season. I think until Game Four against Denver, he made a bunch of them. But LeBron shot 30% from three for most of the year. Or he was mm-hmm. maybe below that. AD doesn't even take it. He doesn't even look at the basket anymore out there. Yeah. So if those guys who are Do you both think that needs to change this year? Like, do you think? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. I, got, because, I, I, I at least want to see him start the year, like, taking some of those shots. So we I, say, like, there's a space problem, right? If AD, if you have, you want Rui because he can space a little bit, you know, he's sort of a threat out there and provides a little bit more space for AD and LeBron. Um, and with Vando, that front court just has no spacing, right? Austin's a, yeah. Austin's okay. Austin's a decent shooter. He's okay. No, nah, I think um, he'll be good next year. D'Lo, he, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's, he's on a good. trajectory to be like, good. Yeah, sure. D'Lo is good already, right? Mm-hmm. But that feels like there isn't enough space out there. Okay, well, yeah, like it would be better if Vando could shoot. But where are LeBron and AD? Those are the <laughs> Those are your two best players. Those are your superstars. And both have shown over their career they are capable as shooters yeah ad ad less so but like it's not for me it's not asking too much for lebron to shoot 36 percent from three right go take your five or seven a game and shoot 36 percent be like yeah. a league average three-point shooter if that's the case like the the vando is unplayable thing is much is, is much less stringent to me the other problem with ad not taking them and lebron not making any is like, it seems like Vando is, like, oh, he has to stand in the corner. Like, there's nothing for him to do. He has to stand in the corner, and he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. If AD, I mean, yeah, if AD is some out on the perimeter and he's, is willing to take shots, even if a ton of them don't go in, and if LeBron is out there making them, then the you don't have to have Vando standing in the corner doing nothing. Yeah. Vando is, so this, like, you know what Vando reminds me of? He reminds me of, of Gary Payton, the second. Okay. Because he's he's a perimeter. I mean, Gary Payton the second is like six two and Vando six eight. But yeah. he Gary Payton the second is a guard uh, defensively, like Vando is, and he's a center. He's a big offensively. Mm-hmm. He he's good in the short roll. He's good in the dunker spot. He's good at setting screens, all that kind of stuff. And Vando can do that kind of stuff too. But if AD less so the and short LeBron, roll, like he can't really pass the fair, way the GB two can. That's fair. But there's similar players in in that regard and gp2 bounced around gp2 is also like a 13 14 million dollar player now uh nine yeah nine but he was he was he was he was uh he he vandos a five every team in the nba basically had a shot at him right he was Mm -hmm. waived by the lakers he was cut by the warriors twice you know like he bounced around the nba was at summer league everywhere it was because nobody could figure out how to use him until the warriors figured out that He's a big on offense, and he's a small on defense. Everybody loved that he. Which could guard, you can only would... do if you have like the shooting that the that the Warriors have. But that's by the way. but if if yeah. LeBron that's your if point. LeBron, yeah, that's yeah. if LeBron made because yeah. GP two can't. He's a little better than Vando, but he's not like a really a shooter either. He'll make some yeah. out of the corners, but he's not a shooter either. The Warriors. So teams do this a lot. 
is we look at what people can't do and say, all right, this dude can't do that. And so I can't play this dude. Yeah. And like Utah did a really great job of this. Their, their new coach last year did a really great job of this. I don't care what you can't do. Let's figure out what you can do. Like with Lowry yeah. Mark and like, and let's accentuate what you can do. Let's take advantage of what you can do. So if LeBron is making league average as a three point shooter and AD is willing to take them, then Vando has more of an opportunity to be a screener, to set up in the dunker spot. And then you can take advantage of the things he can do offensively as opposed to, well, there's no space. Yeah, there's no space because your two best players who have shown that they are capable of making jump shots can't. So yeah. like LeBron and AD, you're the superstars. Go make some jumpers. Yeah. Well, and and look, um, Andy uh, Kamenetsky made this point. I just did Locked On Lakers, which was super weird, by the yeah, way. But yeah, I did. I, I heard you talking to Harrison about like going back to your childhood home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, y'all still uh, but have I, that wallpaper? <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, it, it was fun. It was it was nice. Uh, shouts to Andy for having us on or having me on. Yeah. Um, but Andy made the point that like, um, in terms of people doing their jobs, Vando was closer to doing his job than like Russell was. You know. Vando was closer to doing his job than, you know, Beasley or even in some cases, LeBron and AD, right? Um, where, where uh, given the expectations out of both of those guys. Um, and yeah, you're right that like the knock on or the, the knocks on Vando's offense uh, often lack context, but also he's extremely limited on that end. That's why he makes yeah. five million bucks a year. <laughs>